Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. No Bears this week, and that's all right, because as always, we've got you covered for the NFL and college football. Coming off an excellent week, 5-1 and one record. And let the record show that one loss, that belongs to Eli Hershkovich. We always say the football season, it's a marathon, don't get too nuts early, but it feels like a sprint. It's already week six of the NFL year and week seven over in college football. And now on Early Odds, we bring in Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. You catch him on Sportsline, does stuff for Don Best. He's also known as the Wizard of Odds. Kenny, how has the football season in general, NFL and college, been treating you? Hey, Joe, it, it is amazing how it ends up becoming a roller coaster a lot of times. It was an outstanding start. Uh, the first couple of weeks, I was uh, just amazing, right on point, all my big plays and small plays. And then all of a sudden, you know, things start to turn a little bit and uh, they get a little sour and my bigger plays started to lose. The one thing I've had at least had the fallback on my smaller plays are all winning. Last week, I talking on you know all the different radio shows went eight and one on my small plays and two and five on my large plays. <laughs> so it's something that I've always said for a long time. It's hard for me to pick out one, two, three games because there's so many plays I have with when you're doing numbers in every game. But uh, overall, as a whole, right now, it's small winner for college football. But like you said, there's still a lot of season left. I'm looking still at the big year, making adjustments. The sports books in Nevada have had three tremendous weeks in a row. They won't tell you because they hate to brag, but they have really basically set records over a three-week period of how well they've done. Over the last 10 years, might be the best three-week stretch they've ever had. Yeah, we only hear from the bookmakers, uh, Kenny, when they're crying about their losses. We They've been pretty uh, quiet over the last few weeks. Yeah, and they, they hate <laughs> to cry, too, a little bit too much because they know they win in the long run. Right. When they win like this, you don't hear a peep out of them. they just like, yeah, it was a good week, and that's all they tell you. But they're not telling you. It's been three absolutely fabulous weeks in a row. Kenny, last time we had you on this show, it was over the summer. We were talking about your college football power ratings book, and I've heard people can pick those up for a buck now. 
Yes, they can, Joe. Uh, you know, when we printed them, we figured we'd uh, print more than we actually needed, and we did. We have 500 left over. Maybe it's down to 400 now. Go to the website, KennyWhiteSports.com, put in the promo code. Purchase the hardbound copy. I want to get them out of my living room and my den. One dollar, put in dollar, D-O-L-L-A-R. Spell that out, dollar, in the coupon code, and you get a book for a dollar. You're going to have to pay for the shipping on it. I can't do that for you, but you would have had to have done that anyway if you paid twenty nine ninety nine. But this way, you get it in your hands, check it out. It'll help you in bowl season because it'll give you the player power ratings for when uh, these superstars decide not to play in a bowl game. You know how much they're worth to the team, and also, yeah, just a lot of other great information in the book. So pick it up now. You'll know what you're expecting to get next year as well. Yeah, in all honesty, I find myself using it on Saturdays, Kenny, because when there's a change at quarterback and now guys have the option to redshirt early on in the year, mid-game injuries, how much is the downgrade? I pull out your book and decide if I want to make an in-game or second-half bet based on uh, your power ratings with every player in college football. Yeah, well, thanks, Joe. And I, I haven't gone through and looked to see how many guys I had as the starter that did not start, but I found at least six guys now that were the second string to start the season I had the starter that are now the starting quarterback. The coach finally went with the right guy. So I, I should go through and find out how many you know guys that I had first string that, that didn't start the season and then you know get a good percentage on that. But I bet you it's a pretty high percentage because I'm, I'm going to guess I had maybe 15 quarterbacks out of the 130 that I had starting that started out number two. And now, like I said, six mm-hmm. or seven of them are now the starting quarterback. All right, we're going to go back and forth covering the NFL, and then I want to let you go on all these big games in college. It's a big week as far as college football. It's going to be fun all day today. But let's start in the NFL. I'll kick things off with the undefeated 49ers at the Rams. Big matchup in the NFC West. I'm seeing the Rams minus three. It's been bouncing around this week. You can get minus three, minus 120, or it's three and a half at some places. The total is now up to 50 and a half. And there are a couple situations like this this week. You have the short rest for the Niners coming off Monday night football, and then you have extra rest for the L.A. Rams coming off that Thursday night loss, which you could say they probably could have won. Great coaching matchup, Shanahan and McVay going at it. And San Fran, over the first month of the season, uh, one of the most balanced teams that you're going to find in the NFL. The offense, they are third in yards per play. Defense, second in yards per play. Efficiency, they're way up there on both sides of the ball. But unlike last year, the difference that we see is they are forcing turnovers. They've already forced three more turnovers than they had all of last season. Now, people are high on the 49ers after the big win on Monday over the Browns, but they're also dealing with some injuries. Mike McGlinchey, the tackle, has not practiced this week. The fullback, Kyle Juszczyk, big part of the offense, he is also out. On the Rams' side, the defense has been the major issue. 85 points allowed over the last couple of games. But I've got to think, Kenny, they're going to figure this out. And and if they can just get this win against San Francisco, things ease up a little bit. Atlanta, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh all on deck. They can't fall to 3-3 three and three and let San Francisco go to 5-0. and oh. I'm going to lay the three. I like the Rams. Joe, I'm with you. I agree. Uh, look, Looking at the schedule that the 49ers have played so far, at Tampa, first game under Bruce Arians, at Cincinnati, one of the worst teams in the NFL, number 30 I have against the run. Pittsburgh, obviously without Ben Roethlisberger, 
had a bye week and extra time to prepare for, for Baker Mayfield and Cleveland, who right now does not look like they're a playoff team. So four out of four, zero playoff teams that the, the San Francisco 49ers have played so far. You're right, a short week. They're undefeated. Now the Rams 3-2, and two, a tough one-point loss in a game they should have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've lost the turnover battle the last three weeks. Um, I think the Rams will figure things out. Sean McVay is too good of a head coach. Uh, they'll make the adjustments they need to make. Uh, they'll get the victory here. I agree with you. I'm on the Rams minus the three. Kenny, the NFC is so wide open. It feels like a weekly conversation we're having. Okay, who's the best team in the NFC right now? I, I saw the Rams at 9-1. to one. Do you find value there? I definitely find value there. They did win the NFC last year, Joe, so... Uh, yeah, I love uh, McVay, and I think this team, they'll figure it out. They'll get their blocking schemes. They'll get the running game going. And as soon as that running game gets going, Jared Goff just gets that much more effective. He has all his targets at wide receiver now. So uh, the, the numbers are there. They're putting up good numbers. They're just losing the turnover battle. If they'd won the turnover battle in the last three games, they could be undefeated as well right now. All right, Kenny, what do you like in the NFL? Uh, a couple plays. I'm on uh, the Saints. I think that uh, – Plus one there, I think still still Phil Jacksonville in disarray and Gardner Minshew's good still, but he's a rookie quarterback to me. I still think you know he's going to need some experience. Uh, the Saints defense will give him some different looks he hasn't seen before. I like the Vikings at home minus the three. I think Kirk Cousins, you know, try to shake that off, but he can't beat good teams. This is a good spot for him. Philadelphia still banged up, not a hundred percent, and I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL or in the NFC, not the NFL, but the NFC. Uh, once they get 100% healthy, but Carson Wentz has not played up to that potential either. So uh, he's going up against that Viking defense. I think that'll hurt him. The other one is the Cowboys. They'll have a huge home advantage uh, against the Jets. They'll bring a lot of fans to that game coming off back-to-back losses. I think they'll feed seek the football, and they'll have a big game. The Jets, uh, Darnold coming back. It's been a month since he's played uh, with Mono. I think he's going to be very weak. You lose a lot of weight during that time, and uh, again, the rust. Uh, not going to be a good week. It's not a good spot for the Jets against the Cowboys. They're very good. Yeah, I wanted to follow up on that Dallas one. It kind of feels like some people are talking themselves into the Jets being a trendy dog here, and I don't understand. You brought up the mono. Like, typically, people lose 20 pounds, a, a ton of muscle, and he just started practicing this week. I think if you're expecting a lot of it at Darnold returned, um, it's probably a big ask. What do you think the quarterback difference is? I mean, you go from Falk, and what he showed is – he might be one of the worst quarterbacks that we've seen at this level, but you have Darnold, but he's clearly not going to be 100%. Yeah, they're, they're, I have a four-point upgrade from Falk to Darnold, but that is Darnold 100%. You bring up the point with the, the loss of weight and muscle. So, you know, your brain's telling you, I can throw this 30-yard out or this 20-yard out, and you try to make that throw. I think he's going to come up short on a lot of throws, which could lead to interceptions. I, I just don't like it. A month off. It's a great spot for Dallas. They have to come in focused after two losses. They have to be ready to go. And they've shown, they showed their first three weeks, they can beat cupcakes. And the Jets are pretty much a cupcake this week. So uh, Dallas is going to get the job done. And as I said, there'll be more fans, more Cowboy fans in the stands than there will be Jet fans. Yeah, definitely. So you're on Dallas, Minnesota, and New Orleans. Did want to follow up on that Saints game. Does it make sense to you that the Saints are very short underdogs here, the way they've played with Teddy Bridgewater after a couple of big wins? 
Yeah, it, it kind of surprised me, but you know the money is starting to the money's going to come in on the Saints. I believe in this game. Okay. Uh, I like what Bridgewater's done. You know, Alvin Kamara, one of the best players in the NFL, and the offensive line is outstanding. Their defense has shown uh, how good they are. So I, I think there's just too much too much turmoil in Jacksonville. You know, Jalen Ramsey's created a lot of that, and you know, dropping down to Gardner Minshew, who's done a nice job, and he's put points on the board. I think some of some of his yardage has come in. Uh, it may be a negative state in the game, or uh, you know, a little bit of a prevent defense and those type of things. I don't think he can beat a good defense like the Saints. Uh, before we get to college football, I want to throw another NFL game at you. You've got early odds on six seventy. The score. This is Joe Ostrowski with the great Kenny White. KennyWhiteSports dot com. Uh, Seahawks at the Browns. Seattle a one and a half point road favorite. The total is forty six. Now, based on what we saw last week, this actually flipped because the look ahead lines had the Browns favored by two or up to two and a half is, is what I saw. And if the Browns don't show up here. With all the talent that they have on this roster, we have to have a real conversation about another coach getting fired, Freddie Kitchens, because the Browns would be 2-4, and four, and it's a big down year for Pittsburgh with Roethlisberger out and moving on from Antonio Brown. And then Baltimore, they're just above average. So the division is there for the taking. And a 2-4 and four start, they've got to be disappointed if they were to lose this week. I think this is a nice bounce-back spot for Cleveland. They've done it in the past. Uh, the explosive play rate, they're top five in the league, so we know that it's still there. And on the Seattle side, you hear Russell Wilson. He's getting some MVP love and certainly well-deserved the way he's played early on. But their defense has a tough time keeping teams under the high 20s, and they're dealing with a couple of injuries on the offensive line. So maybe a cluster injury situation, Dwayne Brown and guard DJ Fluker, both on the O-line, not practicing this week. I'll take the Browns plus one and a half and uh, take the money line if you want. What do you think, Kenny? Yeah, I agree, Joe. In fact, uh, Cleveland needs this game very bad, and they're at home. Uh, offensive lines are, you know, they, they all say all teams are 10% better at home than they're on the road, which is very true because if you got a crowd behind you, that's good. See, on Monday night, the offensive line, if you can't hear the play calls from the center and the snap count and all that, you're, you're a step slow, and that's uh, that leads to the defensive line dominating you, and that's what happens. And this Cleveland offensive line, believe me, is well below average, but at home, they are going to be better. They'll have that advantage they can hear. And again, Seattle, far better at home than they are on the road. You mentioned it, Russell Wilson getting that love as an MVP. This team could be full of themselves at 4-1, and one, coming off beating the Rams. NFL teams, that happens, and, and they start to overlook, and they think, well, Cleveland just got crushed. We've got extra time to prepare for this. We'll be ready. We'll just walk in, and we'll beat Cleveland with no problem, move on, and we'll be 5-1. and one. But I don't think that's the case. I think Cleveland comes up with a good game plan. They have to really play out here. And you're right, this North Division, the winner could be 7-9. and nine. <laughs> um, it, it really could. I mean, the teams are, are all right around average or below average. Uh, Cleveland has, I think, the biggest advantage. If they can win this one, I think they win the division because I think they'll be a favorite in their last nine games of the year. So I'm on the Browns as a short underdog and the Rams minus three. Kenny White, let's move over to college football because there's a lot of great games going on today. Later on this morning, the Red River rivalry, Oklahoma minus ten and a half against Texas, and the total is at 75. Yeah, this one's kicking off soon. They, uh, I love the uh, correlated parlay in this game, Joe. Uh, the numbers I really think play out. 
I think Oklahoma's about 10 points better than Texas. You're on a neutral field. Uh, you got two great offenses. They combined to score 95 points a game, Oklahoma 53 and Texas 42. Both coaches are outstanding. They're both in their third year. They've played four times now. Texas has uh, won two of the three against the spread, and two of the three have gone under. Now, Tom Herman, looking back at him, we all know how well he does as an underdog, 13-2-1. Mm-hmm. But I broke it down a little differently when he's getting seven or more. He's 9-1 and one ATS when he's getting a touchdown or more, and he's won six of those games straight up. Six out of the ten, he's won straight up. He's a seven-point dog. Seven out of those ten games have gone under the total. So his defenses are well-prepared against the opponents they play. Uh, I think it's correlated. Take the uh, Texas Longhorns plus the points to the under. Yeah, a lot of people don't buy into some trends, but that Tom Herman trend, it just it just proves, Kenny, how great of a coach he is. He doesn't have the same talent as the other side of the field, but he's going to coach his players up. I, I like that play a lot. Let's go in chronological order. We've got Alabama against Texas A&M. The Crimson Tide are favored by 17, the total 61. Yeah, Joe, this is a big number for an SEC game, but I'm really interested in the total in the game. Looking at um, A&M and the teams they've played so far, they played Clemson and they scored 10 points. That game was on the road. They played Auburn at home. They scored 20 points. I think Mond is really struggling against these really top-notch defenses, and Alabama's maybe the best they've seen yet. I just don't see A&M scoring that many points. I know Jimbo Fisher's going to be scheming defensively, trying to figure out how to stop two and his four receivers. I think they'll try to play a little bend but don't break defense try to tighten up they don't want to allow big big plays so uh, they'll give them those seven eight yards at a time then tighten up inside the red zone and try to hold Alabama to field goals at that point I think that's the best strategy he could have 61 I don't know how they're going to get that many points when uh, when the A&M is going to have a problem scoring 20 themselves Great games tonight, and I was lucky enough to go to the Notre Dame-Virginia game a couple of weeks ago. i got to tell you, Kenny, compared to how it used to be over at Notre Dame Stadium, they've completely changed the atmosphere. The Irish have such a home field advantage, and it's the biggest game of the year if you talk to any Notre Dame fan tonight. All year, they talk about the USC game. It's, it's, in some ways, it's kind of like Ohio State and Michigan. That's how Notre Dame feels about USC. And the Irish are 10.5-point home favorites, and the total is 60. Yeah, I, I'd love to hear that about the home advantage. I'm going to have to look at my book now and see. Uh, but Brian Kelly is 10-5 and five ATS. His last 15 at home, and you're covering 60%, 67% of the time, that's strong. So maybe I can give another a half point or a point to their home advantage. Clay Helton, I, I said before the year started, Clay Helton would be the first coach fired in college football. Well, his athletic director got fired already, so <laughs> Clay Helton's pretty much next. USC 7-18, and 18, one tie, last 26 road games. But Clay Helton 2-9, and nine, ATS his last 11 road games. This team has struggled. Uh, they have revenge from last year. I don't really care. Usually I get two and a half points. I just don't think Clay Helton's good enough to, to inspire his team uh, up to a play up to a level here. And that's another thing. USC has played very poorly against top 25 teams. Notre Dame's the real deal. Their defense, uh, very experienced. Nine of the 11 starters are uh, juniors or seniors, and I talked about that before they played Georgia. Said they're going to be in the game because their defense. Their defense proved out. Ian Book at quarterback, outstanding, can move the football, as uh, a dual threat guy, this this offense I have ranked ninth in the country, the ninth best offense in the country uh, at home. I think they cover this ten and a half. USC 
Hendon Slovis, who just came back from a, a concussion protocol, and he's just a freshman playing on the road. Another exciting 6:30 kick. Undefeated Penn State. They're going to Kinnick Stadium to take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, Penn State, three-and-a-half-point road favorites, and the total at 41-and-a-half. Penn State's offense is, is uh, winning me over slowly but surely. I uh, didn't think they were going to do much before the season started. I knew their defense was going to be great. I have the Penn State defense ranked right now. I had them ranked number eight to begin the season. Now I have them number four. Their defense is just outstanding. Uh, but Iowa on the other side, number seven, the seventh best defense in college football. Uh, they play much better at home as well. Uh, Penn State won last year 30-24. to 24, And I, I think this is kind of a reversal. I really liked what I saw out of Iowa last week. They turned the ball over uh, too many times last week, though. But it was plays that Michigan made on defense. I don't think it was anything that, that Iowa could take back. I thought there were some well-thrown footballs. There was just some great coverage on defense by the Michigan defensive backs. So at home, Iowa takes care of the ball here. I think they take care of the game. Penn State's numbers are overinflated by some really big wins. Uh, the Buffalo game was far closer uh, than the score indicates, and the, and the Penn State-Pittsburgh uh, game really went right down to the wire. Pittsburgh really had several opportunities to win that game. Uh, and their defense held down the Nittany Lions. Well, Iowa's defense is far better than Pittsburgh's. All right, and let's wrap with a great SEC matchup this evening. Number five, LSU with Joe Burrow. He's in that Heisman uh, shortlist, taking on seventh-ranked Florida, and LSU's favored by 13.5, the total 55.5. Yeah, holy cow, what a, what a game. And uh, you know, just to, I'm talking about a little bit of the sides in this game. Um, a great job by both coaches so far um, early in their careers at, at, at these two schools. And Eddie Ogeron, 16-9 and nine ATS against SEC opponents. 6-2 and two he is um, in his last eight against top 25 teams. But he is 0-3 against the Gators, has not beaten them 1-2 straight up. And Dan Mullen, since he's taken over the Gators, had coached 12-6-1 ATS, 67% covers. We've seen what a job he's done. But we saw the defense against Auburn. We saw them shut Auburn down. Uh, that defense, I think, comes to play again. The defense travels, and LSU's defense is right there with anybody who's in the country. I've got them ranked right up there in the top five. Uh, this is a really well-balanced football team, but I'm, again, looking at a big total, and I like it under the under the total points in this one. 54.5 it is. So under 54.5 with LSU Florida. All right, go to KennyWhiteSports.com if you want to pick up his college football power ratings book for only one buck. I told you, it's still very useful this time of the year and uh, as we go into the bowl season. Kenny White, thank you so much for joining us in Early Odds this morning. My pleasure, Joe. Best of luck to everybody today and tomorrow. If you missed any of the picks, the podcast will be posted on 670thescore.com shortly. I will also tweet out the direct link at Joe0670 from my account at Joe0670. I'll be doing You Better You Bet on Thursday on the Radio.com app, 5 to 9 p.m. Evening shows this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll talk then. My name, Joe Ostrowski. Inside the clubhouse is next on The Score. Best of luck, everyone. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.